Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. The Jamoti Podcast is powered by Sideline Interactive. Sideline Interactive is the leading manufacturer for high-quality, innovative scoring tables and LED video display boards that help coaches and schools bring more excitement to fans, create huge fundraising opportunities, and make their jobs easier. Visit sidelineinteractive.com to check out their amazing products. Been a fan of yours, been a fan of your program, and, and will always wonder just kind of what makes Lovejoy the way that it is. So what makes your program different? Well, uh, man, I was going to talk about the off of that. I was going to say the rafting trip, but now you stole my thunder. <laughs> that was something else. <laughs> um, I'll just maybe talk from an X and O standpoint, if that's okay. Yeah. Think about it. Um, I really think um, inbound uh, offense and defensive execution is something that makes us a little different. Um, and I think it's those hidden points that I think we all have inbounds plays. And, and I'm not saying we're the best in the country at it, but uh, I think two or three years ago, I think it was two years ago, uh, we gave up three points off of inbounds in district play. Uh, and you can't go, you can't go by huddles got your um, baseline out of bound percentage. That's not an accurate reflection of, of efficiency offensively and defensively because they just run it based on time. Mm. So sometimes the action is a lot faster than that. And sometimes the action takes a lot longer than that. So I think we, I think that year we outscored our opponents like 39 to three off of inbounds plays. Uh, and so, I mean, what a, if you think about so many tight games that you're going to go through over the course of a, of a year in district, that edge was, was significant. Mm. I think we definitely we fell back. I think we gave up 11 points off of inbounds as plays this year in, dis in district, which is still not bad. Um, but we have a certain way that we like to do things uh, to, to guard things and then uh, and how we go about doing that. And then just also just the points. You're so close to the basket. If you can just get those points from literally three feet away. Uh, I mean, it's it's I mean, I I think it's just a big advantage if you spend that extra time in the special teams part of your of your program. It's a convicting message message to me. I have no clue <laughs> how many points we've given up or how many points we scored. None. Right. And and I I know for a fact I don't emphasize that enough. But you're right. Like think of back to think back to the district games that were one or two possessions, two two to four points. In what parts of the game did we truly have some control over? And that right. is one of those areas. How prepared are we going to be defensively for their action? And then how well do we execute offensively our own actions? Right. And, and coach, I just, you're kind of hitting me in the heart a little bit with, <laughs> with, with a letdown. So, I mean, it, scouting other teams baseline out of bounds is that a really big part of of what you yeah. do when you watch people play yeah so dave peeler makes me really mad by the way because dave talks at the lowest decibel possible and i'm losing my hearing legitimately and he's got these little hand motions i can barely find so he's really annoying not to deal with peeler <laughs> but and some people are really good at it but uh, when we're watching the film or watching a game, uh, I mean, 
as soon as there's a foul, I'm immediately looking at the coach. And so, but then some people are the assistants making the call versus the head coach. And so having to find out who's actually making the call. So, I mean, the goal is, is that I know immediately what the action is going to be. And so potentially can we pre-switch something uh, or how are we going to guard this? And so game days, we always spend about a 10 to 15 minute segment of guarding the, the top actions uh, of another team. And so I think we do, and I think it was 11 points this year. It could have been more, uh, but I think someplace in the ballpark of that, but I think we do a good job defensively off of that. And then just that's that part about going to synergy or going to YouTube and finding inbounds plays that, that work for your team. And uh, I'll tell you the convicting part for me was that we, that year that we held people to three points off of inbounds plays, they had almost twice as many inbounds plays than we did. And so I was wondering about why is it that they're getting so many more baseline out of bounds plays than us? And it was really because we were a, we were a three-point shooting team. Hmm. We weren't driving to the basket enough and getting fouled. We were, we were taking too many threes. We weren't being better drivers or creating contact. So, I mean, to me, that's that was pretty convicting to me that we weren't being as aggressive driving to the basket because we weren't getting as many baseline out of bounds opportunities. Hmm. I was, I was guessing that that the reason for the discrepancy was one, your offensive efficiency, you're scoring more, yeah. you know, from, from transition or from the half court, and then maybe getting more def deflections, you know, get having the ball stop a little bit more on there. So that that's where my, my mind went when you said that, but then thank you for your honesty oh, well. uh, about the other way. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I think we just, I mean, we, we scored at a pretty good clip. I mean, I think our offense, we're, I don't know, we were one point something or another on points per possession, which was, you know, we were over the, the average, I think, is what we're at. If you've seen us play, you know it. We don't have a ton of deflections. <laughs> we're not out in the path playing a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, but, but, uh, but I think I really kind of think it's more of the driving piece and, and probably you're right. Uh, probably I think we're reasonably efficient offensively, too. So there's probably some truth to that, too. Uh, your, your out of bounds plays that you run, do they have a lot of layers and actions to them or are they pretty simple? Uh, I think a little bit of both. And in, in, uh, I can't remember who I stole this from, but how many of your set plays and I know your flow action, you probably don't have a ton of sets. But how many of your set plays can be turned into a sideline out of bounds? And how many of your set plays can be turned into a baseline out of bounds? Uh, and so really you're getting double the value or almost triple the value. And it's and you talk about kids not making execution mistakes. Well, we're running the same thing. I'm not having to learn something new. And so for some of those things, you're, you're creating double the value and triple the value off of what you're doing. And so, I, I mean, my best set play why can't I put that in as a baseline out of the bounds? It may have to get into it a little bit differently, but you know, that's that's sure the, the entry is flipped, but you can yep. get to the same action at the end of it. That's coach, that's a good nugget. Sometimes it's hard to describe what you do. I sure. and and uh, I would love to, you know, I, I do think that we have a and never I think everybody says this, but I, I truly do believe we have a great camaraderie. I always I love at the end of the year when I talk to my seniors say, Hey, what'd you love about? about your year and they'll say I, I feel like this was the tightest team we've ever had mm. so funny that every year that's the same thing as it's I feel like it's the tightest team we've ever had I, I feel like it's the tightest team we've ever had and maybe it's just because the seniors have this little tight connection but I, I really can't remember a team in the last several years in which I felt like they didn't enjoy playing with you or there's this grit 
And so we do talk about the idea we break out with family. Uh, but I do think that really is something that's, that our culture is that we share the basketball. I mean, I think we assisted on 57% of our, of our baskets this past wow. year. Um, and so we do try to really share the basketball and make as many people dangerous as possible. But I think when you play in that type of culture too, that there's not this grit of this one guy is just shooting the basketball every time. And, and uh, I do draw, really do think we are kind of a family that, that does share the basketball. And I think those things, two, two things kind of work together. Yeah. And, and you probably have like a, a great sense of collective responsibility from your guys because the fact that it doesn't just run through one guy, one guy's not doing the majority of the stuff where that resentment, it's really easy for it to start to build up. Yep. And yeah, it probably just feeds everything, even from, you know, the beginning of the year, the meeting you have with your, your, your dad's like, it just all feeds together. Yeah. Yeah. So fun place to coach. I know that I've been here for 16 years and, and don't envision myself going in a place because I, I really just am blessed to be at a place that I really like and, and enjoy the kids every day. How long has this school been open? Uh, 16 years. So okay. I so you opened it. I opened the school. So you're the winningest coach in Lovejoy history. I am the winningest and only coach in Lovejoy history. So I think they're, I've coached all but uh, two games in my life uh, in Lovejoy's history. So uh, I've had to actually step out. I got uh, sick one time and the athletic director wouldn't let me come to school. So that was, we were playing, we were in the district lead against McKinney North and I could not coach against Coach Kraft that night. Made me pretty mad. <laughs> Talk about a scouter, though, right there. Oh That's my it. gosh! Got such <laughs> respect for Kraft. Is that guy is is brilliant? I mean, he's had the amount of success he's had for such a long time. He's he's an he's a great friend and uh, and truly one of the nicest guys in the world. But he is really good at his job. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast. Share it with your fellow coaches and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.